Who has a landline? This has got to be going to answer the phone. He's like 100 years old. Once again, Glenn is not like, like he's a 100 year old person, the Asian that doesn't age because he has a landline. Or my fax machine. <laughs> oh <my laughs> You're killing him. You're killing him. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all around good people. It is week 21 of 2023. I'm Chris Louie, and I got to see Asian Captain America this weekend. With me, I have my co-host, Havoc the Mouthpiece, who knows the real identity of the man who killed Bob Lee. So, who the heck is Asian Captain America? <laughs> I just want to know, it's where, exactly where what you think it is. Uh, Time out, you're stealing my lines, Glenn. Because there's two things I don't understand right here. Who the heck is Captain Asian America? And then part two is, who the heck is Bob Lee? Or Bob Ross? What do you say? Bob Lee. Bob, Asian Captain America. Bob, yeah. Bobby Lee. An Asian guy wearing a Captain America costume. It was interesting, to say the least. And Bob Lee was the CTO, former CTO of, of Cash App that was murdered in San Francisco. Okay. Not Stan Correct. Lee. The creator of Marvel, so close, but yeah. Bob Lee, cash up guy. Okay, yeah. All right, that was a tragedy. Bob Lee's crazy tragedy, story, but I think it was a little yeah. complex. I don't know if it, yeah, I just know the entire San Francisco Board of Supervisors. They all breathed a sigh of relief when they found out that this was personal and not just from some random crackhead. Why does it make it any different? <laughs> it's still a murder. <laughs> Well, it's not so bad because a crackhead well, didn't to those do it. Supervisors up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyways, God, and so we have Landline Glenn back from moving a lot of heavy stuff. How's your back, Glenn? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. And by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, I had to remo- I had to move a uh, dorm refrigerator down three flights of stairs because the elevator broke um while we were there so for the first couple of hours i was quite upset because i had to move things without the use of an elevator so walk up three flights down three flights and then uh yeah and then get the stuff to storage i wasn't very happy but they did get it turned back on i think uh that's the worst time to have an elevator break you know you were looking a little trim yeah, look at Glenn. He's looking sexy. He's looking all trimmed up. Must be all those extra stairs. Good for you, buddy. I dude, I left a whole bunch of sweat on those stairs. Blood, sweat, and tears. Am I right? I would have chucked the the floor or the uh, the refrigerator down the stairs. I'm like, yeah, we don't need this. I I wanted to put a for sale sign on everything my daughter had. I got to store it all summer. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. The ironic thing here is that last week on the podcast, I joked and told Glenn not to throw his back out moving. And as it turns out, I was the one who threw my back out doing some demolition work around the house. But guys, we're too young to be throwing out our backs. What are you talking about? It's true. It's true. Where are you? That's a joke. Yeah. No, we are. He, he pulled us back doing something really weird, though, right? It's who, not me? like you were doing anything crazy. I was dem- I was doing demo work around yeah. the house. I was like ripping out drywall. Yeah. Oh, so you were doing something crazy. <laughs> you were doing something that you should Probably, just pay somebody to do to if begin I with. Can do it. I'll do it. 
Chris Louie, Mr. Frugal over so, here. So, Chris, when did you buy your forever home? When did I buy it? It was last last November. And when are you moving into your forever home? Optimistically, this November. <laughs> oh, my God. Two yeah. years? Uh. Two years. Oh, my gosh. Double mortgages. Whew, that's rough. Chris, if I had your money, I'd, oh my I'd throw God my bless money you, away. Chris. Tell you what. <laughs> if I had Chris's money, I would have retired and said, forget that forever home and left yeah, and went, went to another country. Taxes, yeah. So. No guess this week. Yeah. Well, the joke's on us. It's his wife. She's the she's the real breadwinner. It's true. That's right. He that's said right. that's true. Chris just works. I work to happy. keep the internet safe. <laughs> no guess this that's week. It. Combined, we have decades of information security experience that are here not just to educate but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. One programming note before we get started, we encountered a Y2K style bug with the podcast feed. I noticed on the analytics that we were only actively publishing the latest 100 episodes, but we're up to 120 with all the bonus episodes and the trailer. Turns out the service we used to host our podcast had a limit of 100 episodes, so our first 20 or so episodes got erased from the RSS feed. At some point, the service expanded that number and you had to manually tell it that you had more than 100 episodes. So I did that this weekend and all episodes should once again be available for listening. Congratulations to us that we surpassed the number of episodes our platform was originally designed for. Was that a feature request that you had to submit? It was pretty quick. When I did research on it, that limit was in place about five years ago. And then at some point they upped the number, but it wasn't a, they didn't do it retroactively for everybody. You had to go in and change a setting. That's oh. silly. Well, I, it kind of makes sense that they had this little Y2K bug. It's like no one thought we'd ever make it past the year 2000. Just like they th- probably thought none of these podcasts are ever going to make it past episode 10. So if we do 10x of it, then we'll be, we'll be we're covering our bases. I'm surprised that wasn't like 99 versus 100 because at 99 you have a two-digit limiter versus 100 where you have a three-digit limiter. You think that limiter would have been like 999 versus 100? I would think 128. Yeah, in binary. Yeah, it's binary. (laughs) 128. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, there is an upper limit to this platform. So when we hit that, I think we've got two years or so left. So if we continue to do one episode a week for the next two years, I'm going to have to migrate us to something else. Or we just walk away so into the sunset. We're looking for sponsorship out there. So if anyone wants to sponsor the show, we are guaranteed we're going to hit yeah. our, our limit here. So Because we've got nothing else better to do to talk Information about. Information security, not going anywhere. This week, we're going to talk about how fake QR codes can drain your bank account. YouTube pulling a scumbag move. For our third topic, Google makes a boneheaded move and close with a TV that isn't free. So to to piggyback off your little boneheaded moves real quick, I'll just say it now. So Mother's Day was this past Sunday. And, you know, for all the men that are out there, if you want a pro tip, when Mother's Day comes around, just remind your wife that she's not your mother. 
And if anything, she should be thanking you because you made her a mother. Anyways, I slept on the couch that weekend. <laughs> I can't imagine why, Brian. <laughs> I, I, I was going to tell you, that is, a ba- that is a bad pro tip, Brian. <laughs> I said that, and I quickly retracted after saying that to my kids. It's true, but you'll end up on the couch like Brian. So how how long are you in the dog pound? Are you still? Uh, it looks like you're at a hotel, so you might be at a dog pound still. Uh, very observant of you. Uh, so number one, I, I've actually been saying this for years, so it's just kind of a running joke, uh, and she kind of just goes with it. But I, yeah, whatever. Uh, but I am in a hotel in Oregon, and when I showed up, they're like, "Oh, you don't have a vehicle to park?" I'm like, "No, I just got dropped off in an Uber." And the girl's like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry." You're on the clear other side of the uh, this establishment here, and you're gonna have to walk there. And I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh, okay, like whatever. I'll go for a walk. It wasn't even a hundred yards. I'm like, how the heck lazy are the people in Oregon? And they're just like, yeah, you're on the other side of this parking lot, man. I'm like, I've traveled ten times longer to get to a hotel room in in Las Vegas than I did here, and I'm outside, and it was beautiful, and there's freaking flowers. So, whatever. I'll enjoy that Portland weather. Oh, guys, we're doing a we're doing a podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, maybe she didn't want you to step over the uh, the bodies strewn around <laughs> the, uh, the the the. I'm uh so fun. So I'm in Lake Oswego, and there are no homeless people here apparently because it's higher end and they just bus them out. So they they have solved homelessness in Lake Oswego. Just bus them in downtown. They just throw Portland, them in downtown yeah. Portland. Wow. Yep. A real quick closing the loop. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. A real quick closing of the loop. The former Ubiquity developer who stole a bunch of data and extorted his former employer received a six-year jail sentence. That's compared to no jail time for Joe Sullivan, who we talked about last week. Well, and for some additional perspective, just to like muddy the waters, one of my friends, my wife's friends, she testified as an expert witness in some sort of murder trial she, uh, for a child and she's a doctor, the The person was sentenced to 13 years. That's it. So 13 years for murder, six years for stealing some data, or zero for Joe Sullivan. I don't know who wins in this contest. Justice system is broken for sure. It is broken. <laughs> for our first topic, this story has been around for over a decade. I remember talking about it back in my Iron Key days in the context of banking trojans but we are still if we're still talking about it that means it's still relevant and it's still working the use of fake qr codes is not new but for some reason it's getting multinational attention again the city to the north of me san francisco is facing an epidemic of fake parking tickets with qr codes leading to fake a fake payment gateway to supposedly pay the fine a clever attacker is just putting these fake parking tickets on cars around the city and people get duped into paying the fake fines. That reasons to ask, if you're paying by credit card, why can't you just do a chargeback? I'm telling you, in in Mesa, Arizona, we're going to have a bunch of these fake things around my neighborhood. I need a direct message to Brian's Venmo. I'm going to get rich, guys. That's a good hack until you get caught. Right. Yeah, apparently the QR code scans, and then it you get sent to something like a Bitly link. It's a, short, a link shortener. So even if you like preview it, it doesn't say you know fakepaymentportal.com. Just it has some kind of Bitly link, and then you follow it, and then it eventually forwards you to the fake payment portal. 
You know, parking in San Francisco is... A, was it say bankofamericas.com? Bank of Americas, yeah. <laughs> or... <laughs> well, Fargo. <laughs> I'm sure they probably own that one. Well, Fargo. Yeah. So, like, not only, this just adds to the complexity of parking in San Francisco. So now if you're just not going to walk by, smash your window, and take everything, they're just going to give you a parking ticket to deal with as well. That's not even real. Yeah, and now you, how do you validate that it's a, it's a real parking ticket versus not one, right? So... And I guess that's why Chris was talking about this. Uh, what is this? Yeah, uh, credit card chargeback. I guess chargeback. If you know it's fraud, it's easy to charge back. But if you think you like legit got a ticket, like you wouldn't think twice about doing a chargeback. People get tickets for all sorts of things in San Francisco. It's crazy. It's like open air drug market. Okay, parking two inches in a red zone. No, no, no. Pay a fine. <laughs> Yeah, well, that goes back to the world's not fair, right? So it's six years for trying to do embezzlement, and then you get 13 years for, for, for murder. Not that I would like to do any of those years, period. So. True, true. So the, here, here's how you fix it, everyone that's listening. You need Zscaler. We would have protected you against this. You just be like, boom, phishing. Don't do it. Malicious. Underlying but framework. You, you but you can't consumerize that, though. Zscaler hasn't found a way to consumerize. Until consumers security. give in and give up all their privacy in their phone, I want to hear it. Come out of the enterprise. I'm trying to protect my CEO, <laughs> damn it. You just bake it into the SDK of Apple's silicone. Just all the traffic gets tunneled through Zscaler. Every iPhone everywhere. Oh, there you I was go. Talking to, that's, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I was talking to a customer the other day uh, about... The possibility of, you know, an SDK for some IoT stuff or IOC, the Internet of Crap. And it's a great idea on paper. It's like, hey, look, we'll have this secure connectivity. And they're like, dude, you don't understand. Like, we are internally, the development team is fighting for CPU cycles and memory buffers. Like, we don't have enough room for your SDK, no matter how small you make it. I'm like, oh, all right, well, you guys suck. Then. <laughs> Start selling one U appliances for everyone's thermostat at home. Now, another tag along to this one, a more tragic story uh, is of an elderly woman in Singapore who visited a boba shop, or you may also know it as a bubble tea shop, and she scanned a QR code in the shop that promised a free boba drink in exchange for answering a survey. The QR code downloaded malware to her Android device where it began monitoring her keystrokes in the, and in the middle of the night, hackers logged into her bank account on her phone and stole $20,000 from her. This is why I don't have any banking apps on my mom's phone. This is why I don't have $20,000. <laughs> Good luck stealing money that doesn't even exist. You can't steal it if you don't have it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the last twenty grand I had, I put all in Golden State Warriors, and they, they dropped the ball again. Yeah. Go Nuggets. Just kidding. I hate them all. <laughs> yeah. oh, the, the that in Phoenix, right? You put all your money. Ten on Golden State and ten on Phoenix Suns. So the, the Phoenix Suns game was so bad. And then the following day, we had a volleyball tournament. And my daughter was off and running, right? Like game one and two, they went. Game three, the team is just way better, right? And so the, the second game, the score ends up being 25 to four. And jokingly, I'm like, oh, it's like I'm watching the Phoenix Suns plays, right? And all of the parents is like busted up laughing because like it was it was atrocious. But yeah, those things. It'd be f- 
I think they come. They, I think they ended up coming in third place or something like that. No, I don't say that. You're not in club volleyball. You're not allowed to talk to like the players on the court. You're not allowed to talk to the refs or, or even the coaches at all. You can yell. <laughs> you can yell. Do, you, you do, in, in in Arizona, you yell or do something like that. It's, it's an automatic 13 point bonus for the opposing team. For the opposing can, team, oh, can wow, you just like yeah, so just yeah, put a shirt on for the other team and then just bump up your sides? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I smell a false flag attack here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not very a, well thought yeah, out. Yeah, it's that hacker mentality, yet. Brian. Hacker mentality. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Anyways, don't scan QR codes. Don't download random apps, and especially do not give them read access permission on your phone. Do you, Don't so, eat I have a question snow. for you guys. I have an answer. So when you guys go to a restaurant and they say scan your scan the QR code to look at the menu, do you guys scan it? If they have a paper menu, yeah, I do. And what's I didn't say I do, but the other day at the airport, I was thinking. So I sat down and I went and scanned it, and I was ordering something, and it turned out to be on the tab of the person next to me. And I was like, oh snap! I was like, I, I wonder if I can just like start replacing QR codes all over the place and. You know, do something nefarious with it. It's kind of like the old war driving, right? Like, I got to this hotel, and there's, like, literally, like, 56 Wi-Fi networks, and a bunch of them are unencrypted. I'm like, old me would be, like, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Like, what can I actually do? And then the other part of me is like, yeah, they're probably doing something right. I hope. You know, but I have no idea. Or doing something wrong. Probably something wrong. Yeah, I, I try to ask for a paper copy. I'm just like I said, what's what's everybody's opsec on on that when they go to yeah. a restaurant? Ask for a paper copy. If they don't, you can still do the link preview, and then you can trust if you trust the link preview, or you just have the world's greatest security proxy on your phone as well. That's another layer of defense. See, that's <laughs> that that sucks up all the battery life on your on your phone. Hey, uh, time out. <laughs> Propaganda, fake news, disinformation. You're full crap, Glenn. Gosh. <laughs> Or you could just use a browser, and a browser is just another app on the phone that would do those protections for you. Hey, the difference between us and you is that I scan that QR code because I know that stuff is safe. You can't do that. You're like, give me the paper menu. My, my browser might not work. <laughs> ha ha. Funny. Nah, there's a, there's a place for you guys in the business, in the marketplaces too. Let's team up together. Let's do it. It's okay. For our second topic, YouTube is rolling out a new feature that will stop their videos from playing if the user has an ad blocker installed in the browser. Previously, ad blockers would work and you could watch the video ad-free, but YouTube is moving in the direction of many other websites and will outright block you from seeing the content until you disable your ad blocker. The intent here is to not lose money on lost ad revenue and to upsell people on their YouTube premium service, which is a monthly subscription. And one of the benefits is you get to remove the ads. I know YouTube is not UNICEF and they have a profit motive, but it is really annoying to see two minutes of unskippable ads to watch a 30 second video. There's also ads that interrupt in the middle of the video. This will just lead to a trace buster buster situation and the ad blockers will look for ways to circumvent YouTube's controls to allow users to watch videos without ads again. So the real question is like, how are they actually doing this? Because at my house, like I'm, I could be black holing uh, stuff via DNS or I can just be doing it via proxy. But it seems to me like they're, they're going to be detecting an ad blocker, which makes me think, are they hooking into Google Chrome? 
and will they be checking for ad like how do you how do you actually check for that ad blocker if that website shouldn't have access to your endpoint at the end of the day so then just is like well maybe let's go use safari when i'm watching it i don't know well safari doesn't allow extensions so i think you could try like firefox maybe or Firefox, excuse me. And that's you. the problem. Or, that's the problem right. that every single browser now, including other companies, every single browser is based on Chromium now. So we're going to get this monolithic culture of one browser. So there's Chromium, which is probably like 90% of the market share. Then you got Safari only for Mac users. And then you have the very small group of dedicated Firefox people. And that's going to be a challenge that the entire world keeps going towards Chromium. Well, Chromium seems to be the standard. I think that's why everybody, it's, it's the fastest growing open source project, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, so, and not only that, I, I think it's just, it, it's, a, it's a great rendering engine, all right? So I think that's why a lot of people are using it, Island included. So the company I work for included. Hmm. So how do, how do you think their YouTube is detecting this? Are they just saying that the some client-side JavaScript is saying that the the video failed to load and it must be doing something bad. Like, I, I wonder how they're trying to detect that ad blocker. If they told you, then they'd probably find a way around it. But I get this on my mobile phone, too. So even Safari. So Safari on mobile or Brave on mobile. There are certain web pages that give you that error that says, we detected an ad blocker. You have to turn it off if you want to load the content. Not for YouTube specifically, but for other websites. What ad blocker do you use yeah, in your mobile Next. <laughs> I think Safari has a built-in one now. Let me uh, give me say. I'll, I'll look up the they other do. one that I've used. So you're using Safari on your phone? I use Safari and I use Brave. Because not yeah. everything works on Brave Mobile, so I still have to use Safari sometimes. Purify. So mine's called Purify. Oh, okay. Look at that. If you're listening, now you're learning. Sponsorship. We're looking for sponsorship from any one of those. <laughs> I think AdGuard is another one. I used that one a while ago, but then I think I'm, I think I'm permanently on Purify, so I I like them. Yeah. To our to our prospective uh, sponsors, we could be recording this stuff every day. I don't have to have to work, you know, forty hours a week. Yeah, for the right price. Yeah. I'll let my hair down. How does everyone get sponsorship from those VPN providers? Like everyone's got a sponsorship to those VPNs. Like, why can't we do that? It's we it's more try. affiliate, I believe. So, for the VPN, I don't know if they, there's a, a flat rate that they give you, but I know for the affiliate codes, this is you know, use my coupon code. I think they get like fifty percent of the subscription or something, something crazy like that. Maybe we should try. Who's our marketing department here, Chris? <laughs> That's Brian. The heck? <laughs> Brian. There I you go. Get right on it. He, he has the most uh, Instagram ad experience out of the three of us. That's true. And just a shout out to this new service I found, relatively new to, new to me at least. <clears throat> it's called 12foot.io, 12ft.io where it uses Google's crawlers to view cached versions of news articles without the paywall. So if there's an article on Forbes or Washington Post or one of these services that require you to, to subscribe to it, go to 12ft.io, type in the article, and it'll show you a cached version of it without the ads. And the thought here is, if you build a 10-foot-tall paywall, I will use a 12-foot-tall ladder to climb over it doesn't work on every site i think new york times bans them from using it and that's the one site i've found so far that doesn't work but i've tried it with 
Forbes and a couple other ones, and it, it actually works. Yeah, they say the same thing about the uh, the border wall as well. <laughs> He'll build a, build a bigger ladder or a trebuchet. Let us shoot the drugs over using a trebuchet. Yeah. I've You know, I've read the word trebuchet before, but I've never actually heard it said out loud. I'm not even too sure how I would have read that, to be honest with you, out loud. Yeah. I might it's not a musical uh, instrument, Brian. <laughs> Scott, or it's uh, Alec Trebek. I don't know, you know, Alex Trebek. What was, what was his name? Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek from Jeopardy? Yeah. Trebek. Yeah. yeah. I think I just would call it. Yeah, we just use a Trebek to throw stuff over the wall. Like, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> a trebuchet. Yeah, I know. Trebu- a trebuchet. Sounds bougie, man. Wow. All right, Glenn just erased part of our show notes on the fly here. I don't know why he did that. There you go. It's back. Copy and paste. Old man stuff. You wouldn't understand. Cut and paste. He cut it because it was gone. It's back. I did undo. Stop it. For our third topic, Google does the most brain-dead move and released the .zip top-level domain for open registration. Novel and unusual top-level domains are not new. I registered a .cloud TLD, but the .zip one is especially dangerous due to how programs such as email clients interpret website URLs. If I send an email for www.chrislouis.net, an email client or Google Docs will automatically convert that into a clickable hyperlink. Eventually, this will happen to .zip URLs. The more astute of you can see where this is going going. As an attacker, all I have to do is register the importantfiles.zip domain and upload a malicious zip file to the root of that domain. It starts downloading as soon as someone opens the URL, so I can innocently craft an email to Brian saying, I backed up my files and the file name is importantfiles.zip referring to a specific file, but his email client will convert that into a hyperlink and take him to the website importantfiles.zip. If he clicks on the hyperlink, he expects a zip file to download, and it will, but it will be a malicious file from a third party, not the author of the message or a post. So as a result, we get a trusted source inadvertently linking to a malicious file. Time out. Why am I the village idiot in your story? We could have picked Glenn. Well, you've you've openly admitted on the show that you you over you <laughs> click links without even thinking about it because you have so much faith that's in right, your security. Yes, that's right. right. You're just so All confident. Right. But I don't like it in this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did they take that back? Are they taking that back? What what the heck's going yeah, on? They're uh, completely a hundred percent unapologetic about it. They said this is out in the wild, and some of the tinfoil conspiracy theorists are saying, "Well, Google wanted to do this on purpose so that you have to use you know Google software that will block crap like this from happening." What happened to do no harm? This is like nothing but harm. Do no evil. Do no evil. That's evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think Google's given I'm, up on I'm do not so evil a pissed. long time ago. This should be like do nothing stupid because they're just ran on ran on par on that one. When immediately when I thought of this, I was like, man, one of I think one of the the first things I learned how to use back in my DOS days was PK unzip. You guys remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to go buy PK un.zip. Well, I I'll be honest with you, I tried to buy unzip first because I just thought that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um. 
but it was already taken. So then I tried PK unzip because I just thought, you know, from a nostalgic point, they'd be pretty cool. Both of them were taken, so someone else is one step ahead of me. Yeah, someone registered financial statement.zip, and they're using that as a proof of concept of how stupid this is. So if you had a, if you type in financial statement.zip in your URL bar right now, you're going to download a zip file. And I can't vouch if it's malicious or not, but it will download a file called financial statement.zip just to prove how dumb this is. Ooh, how about big package.zip? <laughs> Brian would own that one. Oh, risky. <laughs> Risky, risky click of the day risky file.zip yeah this is a good one this is a good demo yeah well this zip tld now, sucks and it needs to be immediately revoked <laughs> that is so awesome <laughs> the only solution i can see right now is use a url filtering service to block the dot zip top level domain as i already have in my household and things like dot top and dot there's, there's a whole bunch of risky TLDs, like no reason to go there. There's no legitimate websites hosted there. Just outright block this. You said financial statement.zip? Financial statement.zip. Yep. Yeah, I put it in the show notes. I'll link through to it uh, in the show notes as well. Assuming it's not a malicious file, we shouldn't get flagged. So I I got redirected to HBS, but it's connection reset. So hmm. something's going on. Maybe from an organization standpoint. If you spelled financial so. wrong. It's got an I before the A. Oh, you're 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 correct. Yeah, no, this financial statement does it. I was thinking of a different one. I'll have to link through to it, but somebody did it as a proof of concept. I think it might have been like important backup dot zip or something. But so I remember seeing someone uh, did it as a proof of concept, and it it actually worked. I think you have. Yeah, I I, I got to it, but it's not a it's not a file. It just it's a website that tells you how stupid TLD uh, dot zip zip TLD is so yeah, and what's next dot jpeg is going to be the next tld that gets out there <laughs> oh yeah it's coming yeah. right so uh, oh it's even no, marked someone... as risky interesting did you go in isolation well, this is or google rating yeah oh. okay uh okay so the website i was thinking of is documents hyphen backup dot zip yeah, that's sketchy. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming it's not malicious. Yeah, I just I just clicked on it. It's downloading a zip file. So I'm gonna try. So it. <laughs> so Glenn, Glenn, the difference between me and you is when I went out to that site, it was just it was straight up blocked. I didn't get a, a risky warning on there. Interesting. Two ways so, to skin a cat, boys. Yeah. Probably need to talk to your web rating service, Brian. Uh, I mean, rather than show the risky content, it's blocked it. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even trust the yeah. users. Throwing out there some. Yeah. Gotcha. For our last topic, and it'll be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to talk about a free TV that isn't. A company called Tele is offering up to 500,000 free 55-inch high-definition TVs. As we always see on this podcast, if the product is free, then... You're the product. It's good for me. <laughs> if the product is free, no. then you are the product. And that is very true in this situation. And there are two catches here for why it's not truly free. 
The first is that you get a nice 55-inch TV to mount on the wall, but there's a second screen below the main screen that constantly shows you ads. You have a permanent billboard below the TV. The second catch is you're literally signing your life away. The privacy policy and terms and conditions are atrocious. Some clever reporters over at TechCrunch took the time to read the terms and conditions and found annotations still in the terms and conditions that you accept. There's one part in here in parentheses that even says, I don't know if this is accurate. Do we have to say we delete the information is here or is there any other way around this? This is literally in the terms of conditions and there's notes and annotations in it. So that's a gigantic red flag already. But it's not the only red flag in the policy. According to the policy, some of the other data it collects includes precise geolocation, names, email addresses, phone numbers, age, dates of birth, zip codes, gender, ethnicity, sex life or sexual orientation, cultural or social identifiers such as what sports team you might like, what physical activities you enjoy, and things like if you're an environmental activist. I say no thank you. All I know is the... For for Glenn's uh, sex life, it would just say pathetic. (laughs) Just kidding, brother. (laughs) I love you. Brian always throwing shade. (laughs) Uh, as yeah, opposed to yours about... would say yes please so... <laughs> <laughs> what was it the uh, don't be a menace to South Central drinking your 40 in the hood he was like he's all age whatever he's all sex he's like hell yeah <laughs> desired salary one million dollars cash <laughs> so this deal I say no thank you TVs are cheap enough now that I don't need to permanently mount spyware on my wall I would hang it on I the fence in the backyard. Put some <laughs> Velcro at the bottom. You won't see it. You know, we're yeah. here to innovate. It's true. They, no one specifically called it out. And I, I've seen a picture of the TV. So in the article here, there's a picture of the TV. In the middle of the soundbar, there's a hole there. And I can't tell if that's a hole for the subwoofer or if that's a camera that's going to be watching you. So if it's the latter and it's a camera, that's even creepier because... If you guys remember one of the stories we did early on, maybe like episode, it was a single digit episode, we talked about some cable top box where it measures the eyeballs looking at the screen. So if you have one person watching, they charge you one price. But if you have like five people watching, like you have a party, you have to pay like the family price for pay per view. So this could be one of those things too. All I know is that if they were looking at me, they'd be like, man, this guy was like playing with Legos and called his table of the B word and then fell asleep to watching the Simpson reruns or something like that, or the office. I would, I would put a picture in front of it of the whole family sitting down on the couch. So that way we just see the same thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> then you get bombarded with Lego. Ooh, how about you do something sketchy, like a hostage situation, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what, what do we do with this information? He's got to be. Send him pizza. Send him pizza. Do like one of those mock, eat. mock Al-Qaeda videos in front of the flag and someone in a prisoner suit kneeling down. Oh, jeez. Yeah, not not a big fan of signing away privacy. Like, I, I remember, I might be dating myself a little bit. Do you guys remember a service called All Advantage? I think it was alladvantage.net. There was this service. No. I was younger at the time, I'll say. And there's a service called alladvantage.net. And there, there are a bunch of other copycats too. But basically, you would... very Something's very similar to this, where you would browse the internet and you would have a permanent 
bar at the bottom of your screen that just rotated banner ads and that was it and then you got you got paid so if i browse the internet for three hours that day i got paid 10 cents an hour 25 cents an hour whatever and there's this multi-level marketing thing like if i recruit glenn then i get 10 percent of his earnings too and it seemed like a good business idea at the time except for there were let's say there were software exploits that would allow you to throw up like 50 of these bars on your one single computer and then you use an auto mouse mover to mimic people <laughs> using a mouse and I'm not admitting to anything. Actually, I probably could. This is the statute of limitations is, is, is far away. But you could collect like 50 Admit checks it. a month using one computer and then just having like 50 of these bars on, on your one computer, assuming you had enough RAM to run all of these. So this reminds me a lot of that. And people are going to find ways to game the system. Like Brian said, just Velcro over that, that second TV screen there. You guys remember like opening up grandma's computer and she's like, the only browser she had was IE. And you double click it and like, 65% of the real estate is just these toolbars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, yep, we got problems. I can see why nothing works. Uh, and then had a thousand tabs open, right? So, because they never closed one. Yeah, that was before tabs, I think. <laughs> I remember I, 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 the old school IE, you'd have to open a new window. Oh. Gosh. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. I was growing no up. Tabs. Yeah. I, I don't see this company going very far. People are going to get tired of the ads and I, you just cannot scale a product ecosystem like that i know like lg and some of the other tvs like you buy a legit tv i'll pay 1500 bucks for a tv and i still get bombarded by ads because half of the revenue for like vizio or Ooh. lg just comes from ads like i get these smart these ads on my smart tv i mean i, I should probably just take it offline at some point and just block access to that i just don't care enough and i use apple tv for everything now anyway you're talking about just a smart a smart OS TV that, that, that LG has or whatever, whoever has. Yeah, like even when I fire up the Apple TV, when I have an LG TV, and on the left side, it just displays like a banner ad. It mm-hmm. says, hey, you know, buy this movie on pay-per-view now or watch this fight on UFC. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of that. I, I didn't spend all this money on a TV just yeah. to get bombarded by ads. Bro, they know you. They're listening. They know you like fights. That's right. What? Yeah. Probably the same movie. I think it was Samsung a number of years ago got in trouble because they changed the terms and conditions. So, so Samsung released a TV with a camera. Of course, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, its intent was to use it for Skype calls. So they had the Skype app built in and you could use it for Skype calls. But in the terms and conditions, they had some creepy language in that. So they have the right to turn it on if they want to. They have the right to do this and that with that. Everyone threw up their arms in an uproar and then Samsung backed down and changed the terms and conditions of that. I just wonder how that's going to going to fare with all the data collection, especially in California with CCPA, like having the right to be opt out. I mean, I don't think their terms and conditions will supersede any type of governance, right? Built by state. Right. I don't think they can. They might just not serve this community then, or they'll find some way to circumvent it. We're all going to die. That's all I know. Yeah, so I'm gathering from you guys you're not going to put this free TV in your house either. Oh, but it's going to go in the backyard on the fence. So I am going to give it to friends that I hate. So, <laughs> what was your address again, Kristen? Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> so this 55-inch TV shows up with a second screen for ads. That's right. Yeah. 
I get this company less than a year and it's going to go under. We should keep tabs on this one. I don't. I really don't think this is a. When it goes down, is this a blank box at the bottom? Like, what happens to the ads, or does it just run cached? Yeah. What happens if we just block the destination? They might have something in the cool. T's and C's that says if you do anything to mess with it, then you have to pay like the full amount of the TV. Yeah, until they go bankrupt and they don't want it back anyway. So then yeah. you have a TV. Like the old BlackBerry tablets. You remember those? Yeah, I remember those. BlackBerry tablets. You could buy them. They, they were trying to sell them for like five, $600. And at the end, they were like 50 bucks. I don't know. I'm buying these. I'm getting these TVs. Let's do this. I want to see what I can do. I'll just send it back and try to charge me. All right. You heard it here first. Brian will take one for the team on this one. Well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, I'm up. How do you put a baby astronaut to sleep? You rock it. Rock it. Oh, snap. Wah, wah, wah. Nice job, Chris. All right, to wrap things up, the former Ubiquity developer who stole data got six years in prison. Stop scanning QR codes. YouTube is trying to kill ad blockers. Block the .zip top-level domain. And beware of Telly's free TV. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who rated us five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pepcac Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. For my co-hosts Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. Bye, Felicia. Bye. Thank you for your business. Have a nice day.